Hello and welcome. It's Mark. It's Trucking Answers. It's the podcast that other trucking podcasts listen to to decide what they're going to talk about. And we are back today. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's sitting here looking at me, waiting to interject her opinions from an orange perspective. Now, I want to tell you, this is the most listened to podcast by people in this house. So on this podcast, you know, we can talk about stuff that we can't talk about on YouTube because people get upset over there because uh, there's a YouTube channel. But, oh, yes, YouTube is all woke about everything. So we have a few things to talk about today because I own the podcast. When you have a podcast, you own it. You can say whatever you want, basically. So there's a few things in the news that have been happening that maybe you heard about. And if you haven't, I'd like you to hear about them. Number one, Jimmy Carter turns 98. <laughs> and he recently turned 98 years old. By the time you hear this, that's pretty good. So very impressive. Remember, some people live to 59 like Julio and some make it to 98 like Jimmy Carter. I will say Jimmy Carter has a pretty good health care plan in which he pays nothing. That's very nice to have. And that does keep you alive longer. So... That's great. Good for Jimmy Carter. He's the reason that we have crap garbage companies in trucking like we do and why trucking has gone down the toilet in many of the last decades. I watched a video the other day that the average driver in 1968 made $3.28 an hour. And I thought that was pretty interesting because that equates to about $32 an hour today. Do you make $32 an hour today? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Mark. I make $2,000 a week. That's probably not even $32 an hour, is it? No, it isn't. For 70 hours, that's $27.20 a week. And that, remember, is not a raise since 1968. Okay, that means you haven't gotten a raise. You've only just kept up with inflation. No raises. That's how much you'd need to make every week as a company driver, as someone in 1968. If you're not making that kind of money, which I would venture to say most company drivers are not, uh, thank Jimmy Carter for that. <laughs> That's why you don't do it in the 60s. Yeah, everybody was in the union. That's correct. And uh, look what happened. When they uh, stopped all that, look what happened. Do you think it's better now that you make $2,000 a week and think you're making good money? Yeah, you're only down 25% of uh, what you, people made, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Awesome. So, uh, all right, so other stuff in the news here. Hey, uh, New York City mayor said, you know what we're going to do? We are going to get Norwegian cruise ships, and we're going to post them here in New York City, and we're going to put illegals there. Isn't that great? Boy, so you come to the country illegally, which is a crime, Okay, crossing the border illegally is a crime. And then you get busted in New York City, so you're out of Texas, and then you get put up on a cruise ship. Wow. I wonder why there's a problem at the border. I think my problem solves the border better, which are gun nests every 50 feet along the border. I think that works out a lot better. So uh, that's just my opinion of it. But uh, that would be a lot better than this. So who do you think pays for those cruise ships? Uh, well, people live on board the cruise ship, get fed, attended to by staff. Who do you think is paying for that? Hmm? Do you think the illegal aliens are paying for it? Oh, no, because they're not allowed to work, right? Because many people, well, you know, they come here for jobs. They're not allowed to work legally, right? 
Even if you're asking for asylum, Mark, what about asylum seekers? Even if you're asking for asylum, which I think is a crap a thing. Uh, oh, it's bad in my country. Yeah, okay, go fix it. But say you do, you have to wait six months from your asylum request before you get a work permit. Did you know that? It is true. During that time, you're prohibited from working. So uh, there you go. That'll be paid for by citizens of New York City. Congratulations. That's why your rent's $4,000 a month there. I thought that's pretty good. And the other thing that came out uh, here is Joy Reid. You ever heard of her? Ever heard of Joy Reid? Yeah, she's got a talk show on uh, some goofy MSNBC or one of those channels that like nine people watch. Well, she came out and was just railing against the governor of Florida. If you don't know this, recently there was a hurricane that went through Florida. I guess depending when you listen to this, you're like, Mark, it's wintertime. Well, listen to the shows when they come out. <laughs> okay. So there's a hurricane that went across Florida and is going up the coast of America and then is going to go and dissipate. And the governor of Florida said, hey, no looting. How about that? Don't loot houses. Now, by saying that, do you think that's a racist statement? Well, she does. She says, well, this goes back to segregation times when they said, don't loot, we shoot. Well, the only reason you would think that is if you think the only people looting are black. All right. So you must think the people doing the looting are black if you think it's a racist thing to tell people not to loot. And regardless of that, even if you think that, if you think in your mind, doggone every looter is a, what, how do they call it? What are those, what do you goofballs on your side call it? A disadvantaged, uh, you know, person or whatever. Okay. Uh, even if you thought that, why, why would only those people be looting? I just don't get it. It's still not racist, no matter who you are, to say, hey, do not commit a crime. Okay, that is not a racist thing to say. Well, Mark, you're implying that uh, uh, those people commit crimes. No, I'm implying that people shouldn't commit crimes. No matter who you are, do not loot. If it's only uh, one group of people, they still shouldn't be committing crimes. No matter who that group of people might be, what color they are or anything, do not loot. And I completely agree with the governor. Although he didn't say to shoot people, he did say that it's a Second Amendment state and you never know what you'll find when you go into a home that isn't yours. That's what he said. I would go farther and say you should post someone in your home and when someone breaks into loot, you should shoot them. How about that? That's how crime is stopped. You don't have to take matters into your own hand. I'm not saying wander the streets with weapons, but uh, certainly Florida... Uh, like many states, including this one of Indiana, is a stand-your-ground law. People that break into your home, uh, you know, you can protect your home. Now, of course, I'm not an attorney, and if you would like legal advice, I would suggest you seek out a licensed attorney and get their opinion. In my opinion, if you came in my house, you would leave in a box if I was home, because that's how it works here. In, uh, in my place and many of your places, I completely agree that uh, the governor is right. It's a Second Amendment state, as all states are, because of the U.S. Constitution. And it'd be fun, I think, to just sit in your home and, you know, reduce the criminal population in the country a little bit by uh, helping everybody out. Look, the government isn't going to help you. Call 911. How long is that going to take? If the phones even work down there, is there cell service? I don't know. Someone, my friend who lives outside Tampa said it didn't get bad there. Uh, he said that 
Hurricane went a little south of him, so he didn't even lose power. So I don't know. I don't know anybody that is in the direct hurricane area. I know this. I know that calling the cops is at least a few minutes, probably longer. Who knows what happens by then? Let's uh, let's take uh, you know matters into our own hands in our own homes. You're going to have to defend your own property from criminals because look, the government, even there, the government doesn't do anything. People get right back out or whatever. You know, you know what they don't get out of a pine box. That's what they don't get out of. So Joy Reid, you know, I would I don't want anybody to loot her home either. How about that? And I would encourage her to defend her home from people that are trying to loot it if she lived there. I don't know where she lives. Hopefully not near me because I don't care to live near somebody that has the kind of idea that by merely telling people not to commit a crime, it's racist. That's ridiculous. Okay, we need to get away from that kind of thinking in this country. Don't commit crimes. Oh, see, there you go, Mark, being racist. That's stupid. That is stupid. Stop thinking that all the time. Okay, if I told Joy Reid not to loot, is that being racist? No, I'm saying do not commit a crime. Okay, I would encourage everyone to not commit crimes and possibly go get a job. That might be a better way to do things. And here's some trucking history. Do you remember this in 1972? Around this time in 1972... A truck driver was traveling along I-44 near Springfield, Missouri, and two people who were convicted, so I guess we can say they did it, shot at his truck while he was driving for Tri-State Motor Incorporated, and it was full of dynamite, as J.J. Walker would say, dynamite. Remember that? There's a callback. Boy, watching that show, I had some good times watching that show, didn't I? So they shot at his truck and it exploded. But it didn't just make a little bitty explosion. This was near Springfield, Missouri. It made a huge, gigantic, big explosion. Uh, Left a 75-foot crater in the road and broke windows 12 miles away. The driver of the truck was killed instantly, I guess, fortunately. He was 48. It was his first load for them. And uh, why was he driving his first load for them? Oh, they were on strike and he was a scab. And so the company was using scabs to run freight rather than bargain in good faith with its drivers. Um, now, of course, he shouldn't be murdered for that. They uh, People that did it said they shot at the truck in front of him but were unable to disable it. Uh, and they, they just shot at him and it happened to hit the trailer, I guess. And kablamo. Now, the hole, which looks like, uh, as they say on ridiculousness, Rob Deerdeck would say it looks like an, a noose in the ground, is probably a gigantic hole that looks like an anus is probably where Prime uh, built its headquarters. But that's another story. Anywhere, it's near Springfield, Missouri. And it took a while to fix all that. It was one of the biggest uh, attacks in history on... A truck like that pretty interesting that a, a 3030 was fired now these guys got out one guy got out in eight years and one guy got out a few years later or whatever from doing that yeah second degree murder of course um and from using scab labor when a company is on strike because it was all teamsters back then and rather than bargain in good faith they just sent their loads out with people that would take less money and this is unfortunately what happened. Of course, these people should be jailed for that. 
can't be uh, shooting at people for doing that of course also you should not be crossing a picket line all right if they're if a company is on strike you should not give them your business until they settle fairly with their workers that's happened in uh, 1972 i wonder how many people were driving i know there's some listeners that were driving then that uh, either are still driving or are still you know semi-retired in the field or whatever so pretty interesting if you remember back to that time, that gigantic hole, you can see some pictures of it have popped up of the huge hole in the interstate. Incredible. Incredible. No one else was hurt or killed. So it must have been traveling, you know, pretty far from other vehicles. You know, the concussion from that doesn't, uh, you know, there's a formula on how it works. So pretty, pretty good uh, uh, for scab labor and what happened back then, how some people, how far some people took it. So something else I want to talk about is On Patrol Live. Do you watch the show on TV? If you don't watch it, you should tape it and record it so you can watch it whenever you do finally get home because it's a great show. They have different police departments around the country. It's similar to the old show, right, that was on. It's on reels. If you don't have reels, go get it. And what they do is have camera crews follow police officers in about nine different districts around the United States. And they capture what happens in the policeman's day. And it's live Friday and Saturday night. What I have found on this show is really amazing. It's it's really the truth of what happens. And, you know, growing up in a police family, I would hear these kind of stories all the time anyways. Nothing really has changed. It's maybe have gotten worse. I cannot tell you the number of people that talk themselves into jail. I just don't understand it. And I will tell you, on this show, maybe Joy Reid should watch this show, it has become a racial thing. The first thing some people say, probably almost half of them, oh, this is another racist stop. When we have watched from the police car, the whole reason why people are pulled over. One guy's like, no, I pulled you over because you went right through that stop sign right in front of me. No, I didn't. But yet we were in the car, we watched they had the camera pointed down to a speedometer. They went through the stop sign at 22 miles an hour. Didn't even stop. Let many people have plates that are no good, or and then they're stopped and they don't have a license. Now, one person, which I love, said, I'm not talking to you. I know my rights. Okay, he goes, well, you need to identify yourself. I'm not saying anything. He And he's like, look, if you don't tell me at least who you are, so I can find out if you have warrants, whether you legally own this car. You know, I'm going to have to take you in to find out who you are. And we're going to impound your car or whoever's car it is. If it's not your car, if you want them to have it impounded, I'm not talking to you. Is this is this something that is necessary to do to a police officer? To, to not even identify yourself? Well, Mark, you have rights. Well, you have to identify yourself. Okay, maybe you don't want to say anything else, and that's your right. But if they don't know who you are, they don't know if you own the car legally. They don't know if you have a 10 warrants. They don't know anything. You need to just give up your license, insurance, registration. I don't understand why that is a big problem. But on the show, it is. And a number of people, probably at least one or two a week, are taken to jail because they refuse to identify themselves. What did you solve by that? Because one person on uh, last week's show, then he came on this week and said, oh, that person was later released once they found out who they are. What is the point of that? Did you prove some kind of point 
Because guess what you have on your record now? An arrest. When they take you to jail, you are arrested. Okay, and so now you have an arrest on your record. Yeah, okay, well, Mark, they wasn't charged with anything. Okay, you've been arrested. You have a mugshot. You've been in jail. It, did you prove something? What is the good of that? I'm all for standing up for a point, even if it, uh, it to some detriment, if it's going to be some kind of solution. But to just not identify yourself and just get arrested and go to jail, what's the idea? What good are you? What good did that do? I showed them, really? So you go to jail overnight or whatever until they figure out who you are? A few hours, get arrested, mugshot. Congratulations, your t car was impounded. You have to pay to get it out of impound. Okay, they don't release that for free. That gets, there's a charge. I just don't get it. I recommend On Patrol Live. I can't recommend it enough to go see the real side of what's really happening. How much abuse the police have to t tolerate from just general citizens who have committed uh, at least an infraction, if not a crime. The number of people that run, you pull over and just get out of the car and run, and then like, oh, I was just scared. Well, are you, that's a felony. Okay, like the cops all say, all right, well, you were going to get a traffic ticket, and now you're being arrested and you have a felony. I just don't understand it. I don't get it, and I may never get it. Go watch the show. All right, so that's the show today, and uh, so that's a little bit different than normal, but that's what we want to do here sometimes. We throw it up, we twist it around, and spit it back out, kind of like a linguine. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Trucking Answers.